1: Field of 68 off the carousel series rolls into Manhattan, the Big Apple, with the head coach, the new head coach of the Jaspers. He helped the Hartford Hawks in their Division I area era to an America East Tournament Championship back in 2021, was the America East Co-Coach of the Year in 2018. And now he's back at it. With Manhattan, taking over the Jaspers program, it's John Gallagher joining us on the Field of 68. John, it's great to have you. It's great to see you. What's it been like stepping into Manhattan and taking over as the leader of the Jaspers?
2: It's been uh, just a whirlwind of an experience. Um, My 12 years at Hartford really prepared me for this moment. Um, I think it's very humbling, the great coaches that have coached here, uh, Coach Lapis, Coach Freshilla, Coach Gonzalez, Coach Masiello, all those guys just did uh, an amazing job, and uh, Coach Stores did a great job last year, just really uh, excited about the future.
1: I want to go back to your roots. So, you play college basketball at St. Joe's. yes. Which means you play for Phil Martelli. The legend. What was that like?
2: You know, a lot of people ask me that. And uh, it was, first of all, it was the best experience ever. Uh, It was just getting a doctorate degree on how you run a program. Um, And, you know, I think everyone says, what did you learn from him the most? And I think his unconditional love for his players. Uh, I think just the way he led the program, uh, the the way he embraced everyone on the team. And uh, I think that's the first thing. He could really coach the game, but the way he made you feel as a player, uh, I, I, I can't tell you that is one of the, the biggest takeaways uh, I can say about my experience at St. Joe's.
1: What made you fall in love with basketball?
2: You know, I think the first time my dad took me into the pleasure. Uh, walked in, I probably was four or five years old, and you come through the, you know, the building. And uh, that's what, you know, if you said to me, what's the main reason why there's so many Division One coaches from Philly? Yeah. it's. I don't think it's a person. I think it's the building. And uh, the building has such an effect on uh, – you know your love for the game. I think you could say the same thing for New York City with the Garden, uh, but I think this this place, uh, the Palestra, is not a place. It's a living organism. It's like a it's it's a human experience.
1: Hmm. I think about your journey to this point, and I was reading a feature on you a, a few years back, and you talked about at hartford at one point really fighting for for your job there and and telling your team before a season that look guys we if i can't do it with this much talent it might not work it's probably not for me anymore and you talked about everybody being a family everybody being in a neighborhood what does the john gallagher neighborhood entail
2: well, it, it, the story is, and my, my new assistant, J.R. Lynch, was on that team. And that really transformed my coaching because, um, you know, I think as a young head coach, you try to take from this guy, take from that guy. And I just said, I'm done. I'm done. And I think the podcasts are great. I think just going to the coaching clinics are unbelievable. But you have to own something as a head coach. You have to really, really live and die with it. And you have to be able to go into a season and say, "This is our philosophy. We're going to win this way, and we're going to lose this way, and they shall not differ." And uh, I think we really, in that five-year stretch, finished you know top four all five years. Had some amazing wins. You know, four high major wins: B, BC twice, Rutgers and uh, Northwestern. And for Hartford um traditionally we wouldn't do that that wouldn't happen so i think what why that happened was we just blocked out the noise and i think we just got to work and i think the neighborhood that that slogan took on its own you know just being a part of something bigger than yourself and we every time we recruited we would say is this guy a neighborhood guy does he have the mentality?" So, you know, we're transitioning into the burrow here, but at the same time, it's the same formula. It's very similar. And I think if I took off my shirt, you would see the scars from those losing seasons. And you have to live the pain of those losing seasons have really built me uh, as a coach. Uh, and it's really built us. So this, I'm very humble. I mean, I'm a humble guy. I probably wasn't 12 years ago. Uh, I probably had all the answers. I right now, I don't have the answers. I tell you what I do have. We have the work ethic. We have the identity. We know how we want to win. We know how we want to lose. And we're willing to live with that. What is that identity? Well, on the on the offensive side of the ball, um, we don't shoot, like we have a 95% rule. So important for us. If you're at the rim, do you know how many missed shots because there's defense there? So it, it shot selection is so important for us. And uh, second thing is we want to shoot standstill threes. And then the third thing is we want to start the domino. We call it st- bring two to the ball. So That's sort of our offensive philosophy in a nutshell. Um, We do it many different ways uh, with our, you know, we run in uh, an isolation play or we run in a motion play or we run in a misdirection play or we run in a post-touch play. And there's there's so many different ways we get to it. Um, And then defensively, uh, obviously, we're 70% man, uh, 30% rover, which is our 131 in honor of John Cheney. Uh, and we live and die with the Rover in certain spots. Um, and that's sort of how we are. And, uh, that, that, that identity is what we do every day.
1: Hmm. How much does John Cheney mean to you?
2: Well, uh, just growing up in Philly, uh, I think he's the best college basketball coach of all time. Um, Obviously, I studied under Dan Leibowitz for many, many years. He was probably one of the most insightful head coaches I've ever worked for. Um, his approach, you know, I, I'm a really fast going guy. And now later in my career, I've really taken Dan's personality. I know it's weird, but <laughs> after after games, I I don't react. So I've stolen that from Dan. I really don't react. I kind of. I'm 30 seconds in the locker room, a minute, and I'm out. As a young head coach, I didn't do that. But I've taken Dan's – try to take Dan's wisdom. So I think that's through Coach Chaney. So, you know, Temple, five grade eights, um, some of the best basketball as a kid growing up. Um, You know, Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones and Rick Brunson, that team, that was just such a great team to watch. And then to see that Lynn Greer team and Leonard Stewart, and obviously the Pepe Sanchez run when they were number one in the country. So I just have great respect for Coach uh, and Coach Leibowitz that, uh, you know, a lot of that is in my program.
1: What I love about you is you played and, and you end up, you end your college career in 1999, and then you jump right in at LaSalle. Uh, you you jump right in with Speedy Morris,
2: right? The legend, the in legend. That
1: time, I mean, the, to go from playing for Coach Martelli and your first job in coaching is for Coach Morris, it it speaks to why you're a basketball lifer.
2: So you know, I, this year off, I had I, I, a lot of reflection. Of what would I have to get better at? And yeah. Speedy's genius. Speedy's genius was. Shot selection is not a democracy, okay? Your best players better be getting 80% of your shots. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. You can win a lot of ways, and you can lose a lot of ways. Uh, And Speedy used to say, we need to know why we win and why we lose. And uh, (laughs) Speedy was such a, you know, had such wisdom, um, and he, he's a Philadelphia legend, and uh, it, it, it was it was such a great experience, and then I transitioned into Billy Hahn, which was God, rest in peace, Coach Hahn, because he had such an effect on me on the recruiting end. Uh, you know, if you don't recruit every day, uh, your heart's not going to work, meaning the program's heart's not going to work. As code read every day, recruit every day, and uh, I took that from Coach Hahn, and uh, and then Franny O'Hanlon, which was, John, it was the most transformative from an offensive standpoint.
1: What did the last year entail for John Gallagher?
2: Well, you know, the game. Just, I think all us coaches, uh, every one of us is the same. Like, we're all fighting And I, I watched so many games, you know, there'll be a day I watched 10 games on a Saturday and uh, I really felt for the losing coach uh, because I had PTSD watching some of the losses. And then I could feel, you know, the winning coach, just how much effort it takes. Winning is so hard. And that's what I, you know, I think studying different aspects of the game uh, you know, Porter, obviously, Porter Moses, one of my best buddies, he lost the game at Kansas. And in my mind, they were up the whole game. It was at Kansas. It was early January. Yeah. And, like, I broke the remote against the wall, right? I shattered my remote. And, I like, I got up. I was like, what am I doing? Like, because I felt for, you know, I just felt that game. Like, they led up eight, you know, five to go. And I just – you get so involved with your, your friends games. And, uh, you know, I, you know, whether it's Porter or Timmy miles, David Patrick at Sacramento state, there's guys, I just like, I'd be up watching David. I watched every one of Sacramento state's games and you just dive into your friends games and you, you kind of, you dive into their team, their personnel, what they can do. Obviously, Stevie Donio and Mike Martin, I stayed away from that game, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> which I do every year. Uh, Whether you're it,
1: on the couch or not, you're staying away from that game. I
2: actually, in that game, like I, I kind of just sit. I just literally don't talk to either of them. I just stay away
3: our partner for today's episode is athletic greens i started taking ag1 during the college basketball season and i loved the impact that it had on my energy levels i'm a big coffee in the morning guy but by the time that the afternoon would hit i needed another boost ag1 helped me tremendously especially on those days when i didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym their tagline is ag1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one and man that could not comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then athletic greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field six, eight that's field six, eight F I E L D the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show.
0: Thanks. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: That's amazing. Uh, uh, that is amazing. That being uh, the, the matchup between Penn and Brown in the ivy league with coach donahue and coach martin john gallagher our guest on on field of 68 off the carousel so i i I think about you because you talk about watching all that basketball and and you're you're a guy that's embedded in this sport and embedded uh in in the depths of it did you when you have a year uh do you look at at okay how do I adapt? How do I maybe change? Uh, do, is is there something that you tried to focus on personally? Maybe it's something with your kids. Maybe it's something that you you took up that you had never done before, whether it be a hobby or something. I, I'm just curious if, if there's anything new in the life of Coach Gallagher.
2: Well, obviously I worked out a ton. I uh, had a lot of free time. I watched a ton of tape. I did a lot of tape of, you know, what we were doing at Hartford over the years. Um, I thought about like, could I be without basketball? And I went to a division three game and Steve Levy from ESPN is one of my close friends in town. And in, when we, when I lived in Hartford, but uh, it's the university of St. Joe's they were playing division three. And it was like, a, it was the, I think it was the NCAA tournament. Oh, no, it was the, um, championship game and, it and was, that's
1: coach Calhoun's. that's jim calhoun st joe's right
2: yeah so glenn miller took over yeah and they're playing albertus magnus in the uh in the finals and the clouds and steve levy taps me on the shoulder and he says you have to coach again and in my mind i i you know i still remember it because we were up top and i and i I had this feeling like, I I, and he felt what I was feeling, like I gotta do this again. And the juices and being in that setting with your team that you've worked, like you have to, I have to have a team. (laughs) I have to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I knew it at that moment. As far as what I tried to work on was my golf game and I got probably worse. It didn't help. No. No, I, I actually thought maybe it's a sign I have to give this up because <laughs> you, could, you could shoot, you know, a good round, and then the next day you shoot 10 shots over what you shot. That's not fun.
1: <laughs> How would you become friends with Steve Levy?
2: I coached uh, his two sons in the COVID year in baseball, Little League baseball, and then that was probably five years ago. Uh, four years ago, four years ago, and then we hit it off. And he was the assistant on my kid's flag football team. Five years ago, and then we just hit it off. And then we t- we went. I actually went this year. You want to know one of the fun things I did? I sat in the booth with him on the Eagles Colts game. Wow. He gave me a gift. He said, "You're flying to Indy." And the Eagles almost lost the game. It would have been a terrible – it would have been like, oh, did I jinx them? And uh, I sat and watched him do a game, and I walked around the the media booth, and it was a a scene. It was a good experience for me.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you talk about your kids. You have four kids, right?
2: Yeah, four kids, and they're in basketball. They're in – you know, my daughter's really into basketball and soccer. She's 14, so – It's nonstop. My other one's in the gymnastics and soccer and basketball. And then my son is trying to be the next Bo Jackson in baseball and football (laughs) with a little basketball. (laughs)
1: John, turn to your team this upcoming year. For those Jasper followers and the Mac followers out there watching, you talk about, hey, your your best player's got to be taking... 80% 80% of your shots, now it's early, it's very, very early, but but who could we expect to potentially serve as leaders for this Manhattan team this upcoming year? Who are you counting on?
2: Well, I think, you know, this This is a, obviously there was nine seniors on the team last year and two left, so you, you're filling 11 spots. So, but early on in the first uh, this is our third week of practice, so I think the the biggest excitement I have is in the freshman Cedu Traor uh, from the Bronx. Um, you know, 6'8", very very versatile. Fits my, you know, he would be the prototypical four man. In you know, the coaches out there that have coached against me in the understand. He could he could be a forty percent three point shooter. He's a high level rebounder. And he could score inside out. He just is going to have to learn the terminology of our system. And that's what we're doing every day now. But he's, you know, he's the most versatile four man we, we probably've had in a long, long time. And then um, after that, Briggs McLean, who played for me at Hartford, and he'll have two years of eligibility, uh, which will, he'll be a, a really good leader for us. And then Perry Cowan. Uh, from Brown, who'll have a great year for us. I think he's really ready to go. Uh, And then we have Brett Rumpel, who I'm really excited about from St. Bonaventure. Uh, He brings a certain level of toughness. Uh, Really, uh, he'll be really good in our system. Uh, He's a great cutter, and you have to be a great cutter to play in our system. And then uh, there's a transfer from Weber State, uh, Daniel Rusin, who uh, is a real physical kid. Uh, we have to get them in great shape, but those five have really stepped up. And then there's a, you know, an array of other guys. Shaquille Bender is a junior college transfer from Philadelphia. Uh, um, he he could be a you know a surprise, but we're, it's so early. Uh, we're just trying to make sure that they're cutting in the right direction.
1: What do you make of the current climate of college basketball? And how does it impact a place like the one you're in manhattan
2: it is you know right now it's like for me uh i always say this we don't live in drama we we live above you know we don't we don't live on the drama triangle you know where there's a a victim a villain and a hero we don't even go there so we're just trying to live above the line and we have to work every day what does that mean okay what you just we're in the climate we're in until the United States Congress decides to enact rules. We're going to have to just every day get up and work. And you have to have that mentality. I got through the hardest part of my career, which was the hard 30 years, right? Meaning when you were losing, turning that ship around and we turned it. You come into here, it prepared me. Now the climate has changed. You get a great player. He could be offered a lot of money somewhere else. What is the appetite for Manhattan College alums? I don't know. What is the appetite for the Mac conference? I don't know. Here's what I know. We got to fill our roster with people that fit the mission of our universe, of our college. And it's a great place. Riverdale is a great place to go to school. This is a great campus with an, an amazing alumni base. Um, you know, one of my first calls was the chairman of our board. He's the CEO of American Express, Steve Squeery. He wants to win. This place wants to win, so we have to open the doors. We have to hug everybody, and we have to find a way to win.
1: There's a new man in the Riverdale neighborhood. His man. His name is John Gallagher, coach. Congratulations on this opportunity. I know that you've been through the ups, the downs, and you just keep on fighting because that's the way that you are and you fight on to a brand new opportunity, a well-deserved opportunity. Very happy for you. And thanks for joining us on the Field of 68s off the carousel.
2: John, as always, I appreciate you and congrats on all your success. Our partner
3: for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more
4: mypatriotsupply.com